Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express isn't real, Yalile. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. Network for Saturday, September 20th, 2014. But guess what? It's not my time. It's time for Steve and Marilyn. So please allow me to step on back and let them step up front. Paradigm Shifters. Principles for Life and Success. Hosted by motivationalist Steve Duncanson. Start framing your tomorrows today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another segment of Paradigm Shifters, Principles, Flights, and Success. I'm your host, Steve Duncanson. I'm really pleased to be able to, uh, to be here with you today. And I am, too, uh, as usual, glad that you have taken the time to uh, to listen with us. And we're looking forward to being able to, to lend value through our process. I also want to welcome um, my co-host, Marilyn Acasio. Marilyn, you there? Hi. Hi. Yes, I am. Thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you stop moving furniture while we're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all about moving. It's all about changes. <laughs> uh, and I'm also, Aurelia, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Uh, great, great. Well, uh, glad that everybody's here. Um, clearly, this has been a, uh, sounds like it's been a busy time. Um, and uh, just FYI, Marilyn, we can hear all that noise in the background, so uh, <laughs> just a heads up on it, right? Um, okay. Hmm. Yeah, everyone, I'm uh, in the middle of moving. <laughs> all right, so uh, again, we're we're looking forward to uh, what our conversation is going to be today, but uh, actually, just before I get to that, you know, is it me, or did this summer, like, disappear rather quickly? What's the story? What do you think? It's not you. It went by very fast. Uh, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It, it, and it never really got extremely hot during our time. But, uh, you know, it, it's cool now. Um, and and I, I have to say I'm not necessarily averse to it being a, a, a little – it not being hot. But, man, I miss summer already. Huh. going to be back. Okay, well, just take a trip. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's coming. But <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. Anyway, let's get into our topic today. You know, there's a, there's a lot that's been going on in the uh, uh, around the world, across the board, of course. And, uh, you know, if we, uh, but now I'm saying that I hope that people don't start their day out watching uh, CNN, you know, constantly negative news, because that will uh, sure set the wrong track for your day. But we do want to Stay abreast of, of what's of what's going on, and, and one of the big issues taking place in uh, over the the last um, couple of weeks or so has to do with domestic violence, um, the incidences that have taken place in uh, in professional sports, and um, <clears throat> it's simply certainly something that that our our attention is is heightened towards. You know why? 
And the reality is it's not something that's relegated only to the sports arena. But, um, that's, that's a platform people and obviously people who are in the public, it's a platform where they can be seen more than anyone else. But domestic violence is something that uh, has um, been, been in existence and a scourge for us in this nation and around the world for years now. And um, I think there's a, uh, the, the positive aspect of this being brought to the fore now um, in, in professional sports is that it heightens the awareness of everybody, um, you know, with, with regard to, to the topic and uh, letting folks know that they don't have to, they don't have to deal with it. They don't have to um, allow themselves to be in the situations where they're going to be abused um, and, um, and to be able to get help. Um, in, in those instances, we do recognize too that sometimes it's difficult um, to, to to ask for help, um, but know that that there are many avenues that that one can access to be able to to gain some sort of help to not have to stay in an abusive relationship. We know it can't be an arbitrary decision. Um, uh, that is made. We know this planning is is what leads to someone successfully getting out of an environment like that. But um, here's the thing: if you don't believe it's possible, or if you don't believe that you um, have the right to, you won't engage in what's necessary to get out. And so, one of the messages we're going to get into another aspect of this in a moment. But one of the the messages to any of our listeners is: if you or someone that you know is in an abusive relationship. The first thing is to to recognize, not be in denial about it, um, and don't keep it a secret. Tell someone and get help so that you don't have to remain in an abusive situation. Do ladies want to contribute on this in any way? Cricket. Cricket. I, well, you know what? It's, it's Sometimes, it's, like you said, it's easier said than done, and oftentimes the shame and the embarrassment that someone, because you never know, because it's all levels of of people who are involved, because men are victims of domestic violence as well as women, and we don't really talk Absolutely. about men being victims of domestic violence as much as we talk about women. And there yeah. is, I believe, some shame associated with people not saying anything and the embarrassment of the fact that, in some cases, I'm an executive. I have this huge job, but when I go home, I'm going home to a situation that, this empowers me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do I tell somebody this? Oh, I'm away from yeah. 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 Yes. You know, how do I tell somebody that I'm experiencing this kind of of behavior at home? We're gonna meet around for a second. And so you 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 know that in itself lends to you keeping silent, you know, and there are the visible signs. And people see, and people don't always want to speak up because they also know that this person has to go back home to the situation. If I give her advice or if I tell him to do X, Y, and Z, am I contributing to it getting worse or am I going to be helping? So it's just a mix of things that, that I think contributes to the situation escalating to where it is. And I'm glad we're talking about it more because it is something that really needs to be addressed. And you being the father of, what, two daughters? Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. So this must really touch you, you know, in a special way, because I have a daughter myself. But it's, it must right. really touch you in a special way because, I mean, you being an ex-police officer, I'm sure you wouldn't want anyone putting a finger on your children. Well, you know, the, the reality is being an ex-police officer, um, a former police officer, would uh, be something that would cause me to be tempered a little bit more than if uh, acting simply from the standpoint of uh, paternalistically, you know, being and biologically being the father. Um, but, but certainly, uh, I mean, there, there's no argument about it. I heard, you know, with regard to the, you know, the Ray Rice situation, I heard many you know, say men who said that, that was their daughter that um, that the NFL and the police would be the least of his worries. And I can totally identify with that. There's no doubt about it. Yet, again, what we recognize even in that situation is that uh, Ray, Ray Rice's wife not only stayed with him, she uh, married him after that incident took place. And so clearly there's another dynamic that is at work and very much like you were saying, Aurelia, there are some, there are some other factors beyond what we might consider as common sense that would cause someone to stay in that situation. And so it's certainly not about being judgmental about this whatsoever. It is about, matter of fact, the, the flip side of that, really being understanding and, and open and to, to create, uh, to develop or cultivate the level of rapport with someone in a situation like that to let them know and be comfortable enough to share with you their plight and to assist them through, not to in any way uh, denigrate them and put them down for being in that situation, but let them know that, that, that you're there uh, and that you're willing to help and that it's okay to, uh, to take a stand for, for yourself, all right? And, and uh, so we certainly wouldn't want any of our listeners to believe that there's any sort of judgment because someone does stay. It's the desire to be able to help them should they choose to be able to do that. If I, and something else yeah. you mentioned also, already that I think that's worth noting, the dynamic of men who are being abused now. You know, I think it was Roland Martin, who's a, uh, a TV uh, a news uh, personality, and I think he's with CNN, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, he he'd made mention of not only the Ray Rice situation, but there's a professional, uh, a young lady, I think she's a professional soccer player, who um, is in court now for being an abuser in, in, in a type of situation. Right? And when he mentioned that... Ray's co um, uh, Roland Martin's co-host on the news program was a female. She blew a gasket because she 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 her point was that you don't are you not trying to say that um, that women's level of domestic violence can, can be, be compared to that of men? And certainly we're not saying that. No no doubt men have been the. Uh, on the forefront of the abuse aspect, way more than women, not to mention physical status and size and all kinds of positions of power. But what we can't uh, ignore is the fact that women engage in this as well. And are we saying that men should have a higher tolerance if they're being abused by a woman because a woman has 
is generally in most situations is weaker uh, physically weaker than a man, right? I, I I don't know that I can I can agree with that. I saw this um, post on Facebook where uh, in a classroom in a school, a young lady was in the face of this young man and cursing him out, yelling at him. She's spitting at him as she's talking, and he's saying to her, look, just get out of my face, get out of it. And she continues to go at him, continues to go at him. I mean, and this in the video clip, it went on for, for over five minutes. Uh, and uh, finally, she ends up jumping at him and, and, and punching him and and. In his attempt to get away from her, he pushes her and throws her on the floor. She gets back up and goes at him again. And there were people who were posting and saying, well, she's a girl and you shouldn't do that. You know, um, I, I, don't, I don't know that I could agree with that. You know, certainly uh, men, men are the abusers more often, more often and as is, has been documented. However, it does not give women license to be the abuser either. What are your thoughts? Right. Yeah, definitely, Steve. Uh, I'd like to start by sharing a few things or, or just uh, recapping on what you and Ariel already mentioned about having an awareness about not judging and the person going through this. And if you are receiving or being, being abused by someone emotionally, uh, physically, that and staying in that relationship, that we have to question ourselves and say, why am I staying in this? Is it because I don't feel worthy of something better? And, you know, to question ourselves and questioning why are we staying there. Uh, I've had I, I've, I've had clients, friends, relatives that I, I know of that have been in these situations, and it takes time, and we have to be very patient if we're dealing with someone that we see in this situation. We just have to, like you mentioned, Aurelia, and Steve about not judging them, not judging them but helping them and reaching out to them. But we have to have a lot of patience because sometimes it's going to take a while for them to come to the realization of who they really are and what they truly deserve, that they don't need to see this, but they're blinded. And that during that moment, their emotions take over and they're blinded and they don't even realize it. So they keep falling right back into that pattern, right back into the web. So it can take years. So what my, you know, what I like to say to our listeners, if you know of anyone that is going through this, don't lose your patience with them. Don't give up on them because they don't know any better. Their emotions are taking over, and they do need our love and support. And that's what's most important, to really be there for them, supporting them and helping them. And, Steve, you made some really, really good points here about you know, whether, you know, a man can be abused as well. I've heard of experiences like that as well, and that's that's not acceptable. It doesn't matter who it is, a woman, a man, it's just not acceptable. It should not, this should not be happening, and we should not allow this. Yeah, I, I, I find it challenging to... Um, to say to my son that, you know, because I tell him to let him know, God gets into your face, I don't want you to start anything, but I want you to end everything. If someone gets into your face and, and they and they aggress, they hit, you know, they're going to hurt you, but you do what's necessary mm-hmm. to defend yourself. You put an end to it. Um, right. And certainly there should, I, I, I expressed to him about having greater consideration should it be a female that's doing it. Yet I don't, I, I, I feel challenged saying to my son that he should allow himself to be physically uh, um, abused by um, someone just because she's a woman, a female. Um, I don't know that I, that I would give that, that, that kind of 
kind of counsel. I think Whoopi, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg on the on the View expressed it, and she got a lot of feedback, you know, a lot of pushback for it anyway. Well, but um, she's like, no one should hit anyone. Let's just put that in. Girls should be told it should not be hitting guys, and and clearly guys are told that they shouldn't be hitting hitting women. And that that's how it should go. No one should put their hand on anyone. And if you do put your hands on someone, what is it that you expect that they will do? Right? Do you expect that they should just walk away? That should allow it to go on. I'm just I'm challenged with that uh, as as a position. But um, you know, and certainly not that we will get any sort of resolve on our show regarding it. This what we're now discussing here really is about awareness and um, the the most critical dynamics. I think we've all each echoed in our own way. Um, a number one about not judging anyone who's in that situation, but being able to create a level of rapport with them where they'll feel comfortable enough to be open with you and, and share, um, and you'd be patient in help them, helping them work through their process. Um, and, of course, the second part of that is no one hit anyone, and we wouldn't be having this deal. I know you guys have, you know, I've mentioned to you many times before in the show about that, that uh, poem, All I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Right. All, all I need to know about how to do and how to be, I learned in kindergarten. Wisdom was not at the top of the graduate school mountain, but there in the sand pile. These are the things I learned. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit anybody. Right. Uh, and the list goes on to like eight, nine, ten other things. But the reality is, it's basic. We know this, and and it really is a matter of a lack of self-control. It is a character issue that causes someone to feel they have to exercise some sort of physical, mental, uh, you know, psychological, financial control over someone um, in order to raise themselves up, right? And um, mm-hmm. that, that's certainly a character issue to begin with. And character is the core. It's central to anything that, that goes on. Again, character is who we are. When nobody is looking, it's what we believe we can get away with. It, it, it's it's the, it's the thing ultimately that is the determining factor for um, who for for relationship you know with with someone. Who are they? Not not what they do, but who are they from the inside out? Anything we do goes from the inside out. The principles we talk about on uh, our program here is that everything that we see first existed where we could not see it. What a person believes determines what they think. What they think determines how they feel. How they feel determines how they act. How they act determines the result that we get. So anytime we see something manifest itself in the, in, in the, in the, in the what is the physical or intangible in, in some way, the tangible in some way, we know that it, it started out with something that we could not see, which is from the inside out. And so I think character is, is a thing that um, – would allow people to not aggress towards others in in this way, and it's the thing that allows for success across the board in any endeavor. Not simply what you know, but who you are from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, Steve. Uh, very, uh, very, very good points. I love when you say the character is what we do, and no one is looking. That is so true because. It's it's about who we really are, who we are inside, and also the fact that you mentioned how our thoughts 
cause us to feel how we feel. And we have to be, once again, I remind myself and everyone that we have to be very, very aware of what our thoughts are. And I mentioned earlier about if if we know of someone that's in a, in, in a relationship, that's, that they're suffering from being in any kind of abuse, but I also want to mention anyone in a relationship that's receiving any kind of uh, treatment that they shouldn't be, that they don't have to be ashamed to go out and reach for help. We can't do it by ourselves. We, it's, it's, it's like not possible to do this on our own. It's like when you have one pencil, you can easily break, right? We can easily break one pencil, but if you take a whole group of pencils, you can't, you can't break it. So we need that support. We need that help from others. And when I was younger, and I, I always had a hard time asking for help for anything, and it's, I always had a hard time with that. Sometimes we feel, we just don't feel, uh, we don't know how to ask for help, and we have to learn that it's okay, that we have to go out and, and, and reach for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and all too often, people view asking for help as a weakness, but that's not weakness. It's wisdom. Right. That's, right. that's what I used to feel. That's what I used to feel. Because mm-hmm. when a person feels that they're so strong and they're always going to be the strong one, so you feel weak when you go out and reach for help. But, no, it's, it's totally perspective. It's knowing that the people are there for you, they're there to support you and to, and to help you. Absolutely. The truth, the truth of that is, like, uh, I think less often says this, ask for help not because you're weak, ask for help so that you can remain strong, right? Because they're, 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 no matter how strong we are, once too much has piled up on us that we can't handle anymore, we all become weak, everyone, no matter what the context, right? So you don't want to ask right. for help because you're weak. Ask for help so that you can remain strong. So before you get into a situation where you're unable to assist yourself, get some help. We'll be willing to to be humble enough to recognize that, that no one of us is as strong as all of us, right? And and, and mm-hmm. very much that the pencil analogy is, is, is really there. That's the power of synergy over energy. Energy is individual effort. Synergy is collective effort, collective power. It's what a fist can do versus what a finger can do, right? And, and I think that if we are willing to open ourselves up to um, push pride aside, Sometimes it's pride. Sometimes it's pride. Mm-hmm. Push that aside. Um, of not allowing ourselves to be bound by fear of what other people will say or what might happen to let me take an active role in creating my future, creating what, I, what it is that I, that I want, you know, and, uh, and the willingness to, to push back against the circumstances. And you've heard me talk about many times about circumstances, right? It's, it's um, right. It's that that the compound word, right? Serum and starry. It's the and recognizing the thing is there is something inside of you. There's an incentive, uh, an ability, a power, resonant inside of you. Not because of a human being. Clearly, it's from God, right? But but it's there that you can tap into to allow you mm-hmm. to be able to to do what's necessary um, to to win, to come out on top. And, and that's really what we're we're trying to get at here. I, yes. I think you know this is. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. 
Okay, yes. Uh, one thing I do when, if, if I feel, whatever situation it is, and I feel really, if I feel overwhelmed and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in some kind of a situation and I feel like I can't find a solution because I'm so overwhelmed and I can't think clearly, I stop myself. I just stop and be still. We have to learn how to just stop, be still, just prayer, and ask for a divine intervention. And you would be amazed at the things that happen. If you really have faith and you really have trust, stop and being so overwhelmed, just be still and ask for that guidance. You would be amazed at how answers come to you. Because when we are so overwhelmed, we can't think clearly. It's like the oxygen is not getting into our brain because we're so Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. Learn how to just take a step back and almost like, Really take a step back and look at the situation from almost like from an outsider because when our emotions are are involved, we can't think clearly. So I, that's, that's one right. thing that really that's one thing that really helps me a lot as in my personal experiences. If I can put my emotions to the side and take a step back away from the situation, looking at the outside, and then you start think. And being really still, and then you can start to think more clearly, and you can also write it down, start writing things down and see what answers and what solutions you can come up with or whether you need to ask for guidance or help, what resources. And you'd be amazed how all of a sudden, at the perfect timing, you meet the the right person at the right time that can help you, that can guide you, that can give you some sort of direction. You'd be amazed. We can't figure it all out ourselves on our own in our own little minds because there's mm-hmm. the power so much more out there, the supernatural, the God, the divine, the universe, and everything is orchestrated perfectly. Things may not make sense right now if you're in a mumbo-jumbo chaotic situation. And if you give it time and let things unfold. Everything will be orchestrated in the divine order just as the universe is orchestrated in divine order. And it may sound it may it may sound in our little minds like how is that possible? But I have personally experienced this. When you really allow the universe to do what it has to do and we can't figure things in our own little minds, we ask not only for help to our family and friends, but we can also ask for divine guidance, and we will receive it because we all have answers inside of us. Can, can you can you explain for our our listeners how this how what you're talking about differs from passivity, just uh, waiting for in a, in a situation for something to change? You said you know we should we should sometimes slow down, stop for a moment pray, meditate, or whatever. How does yes. that differ from, from being well, passive in a situation? Okay, well, we have to take action because what, we're, anything we put our energy into, whether if it's something negative or something positive, whatever we put our energy into is what we're going to receive. So if you want, let's say, to accomplish a certain goal or receive some kind of help and you're putting your energy toward that, for example, if sometimes we're thinking about a person and we keep thinking about that person and that person calls us. And that's not a coincidence. We have this we have this ability to use our our mind to call someone or to send someone a message without even words. So this is 
this is divine intervention, and this is something that we have inside of ourselves that we can use. So it's not about not taking action at all. It's about focusing on that, focusing on the solution, focusing on the results that you want to accomplish, putting your energy towards that, taking taking those actions. But when I say taking action, there could be two different ways because we're taking action from our physical self and and our adrenaline is really high and we're just in chaos and we're taking action and we're just rushing that action is not going to lead us to that divine guidance where we're going to get connected to the universe, to get connected to the divine, to get connected to God that's going to bring those people into our lives, the circumstances right at the right time. So when we're still, right, let's say you, you still and you take, you meditate, you pray, and at the same time you are taking action, but not in an overwhelmed, crazy way because then you're going to block that positive energy that connects you to the divine, so that connects you to the universe and to God, you're going to block that. So we have to let that energy flow so that we can be connected and, and allow, when I say to allow the universe, to allow God to do what what is going to be done. And be patient. Be patient. It's not, it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. It will happen. You will receive that. But you have to have faith and trust. If you don't believe then it's not going to work. You, if you know without a doubt that you will receive what you want, it, it will happen. So knowing what you want, believing, focusing on what you want, that's certainly one, that dynamic, and, and having a clear picture, we get all that. The other thing yeah. that is critically important to, to, to embrace is being able to do what you can towards the situation what you, and not be taken out of the box by what you can't do but focus and right. do what mm-hmm. you can do. So the difference between passivity and, and uh, or, or, you know, and simply you know, waiting for the universe to deliver for you is that you do what you can do and leave up to God what only he can do. You know, the, the reality yeah. is if someone is beating you, you're not going to sit there and wait for, hey, pray for God, to, for them to stop beating me. No, you <laughs> do what you need to do right. to extract yourself out of that situation at that mm-hmm. moment, what can you do? Don't focus right. on what you can't do in a situation because that paralyzes you. What you want to focus on is what you can do. But we do want people to be able to, you know, our listeners to be able to balance the dynamic of understanding that there are some things in the metaphysical that, that, that coincide with the physical. Because you, uh, you meditate, because you uh, trust God and you have faith, doesn't mean that you don't take action toward that thing that you want. We are always responsible for doing what we can do and allowing God, allowing the universe to do what only he can do. You know, we could be on this for quite some time, but our time is done already. I, you know, it just goes by so quickly. But uh, I want to you know, um, thank both you, Aurelia and Marilyn, for your contributions to our, our session today. Thank you, our listeners, for, uh, for tuning in. We hope we've been able to share some things that encourage you, that enlighten you, um, and that will, will build you up. And we look forward to being with you again next month, next time on Paradigm Shifters, Principles for Life and Success. God bless. Take care. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Bye now. Paradigm Shifters. Principles for Life and Success. Hosted by motivationalist Steve Duncanson. Start framing your tomorrows today.